0: Welcome to Season 2 of Brandonites, a podcast in which we hear from people around Brandon, Manitoba, who are passionate about what they're up to. This podcast is brought to you by the Western Manitoba Regional Library. Today's guest is Mayor Rick Crest. Happy listening.
1: Welcome to the Brandonites podcast. We would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners.
2: Well, I am Rick Crest and I am a Brandonite. In fact, born and raised here and uh, um, I guess currently known as the mayor of the city of Brandon.
1: Ah, so you are a Brandonite through and through. Tell us your history, your family's history here in Brandon. Well, we
2: do go back uh, quite a long way. So, my grandfather on my on my father's side uh, uh, emigrated here from Greece and got here about 1912. And um, my my dad was the first born uh, of their family uh, in, in Canada. So he was born here in, in 1917. So uh, he's he's no longer living. Obviously, he'd be 105 if he was here. He was 92 when he did. Uh, pass away. My mother does come uh, from, the, from the district, uh, from kind of a farming area around Newdale and Basswood, uh, Manitoba, a bit uh, north and a bit uh, west of here. So our roots uh, go back uh, a long time. My, my, uh, my dad's uh, family, they were in the dry cleaning business, and there might be still be p- a few people around that uh, know, uh, do have Crest dry cleaners. It closed, I think, in 1976. So uh, uh, coming from that kind of entrepreneurial and business background and being quite active in the community, uh, I I think I'd probably come by honestly. And so that's kind of where that starts. And I don't go back nearly as far. I was born here in 1959. So if you do the math, I'll be uh, 63 next month. So uh, that's how far back I go.
1: Ah, Very good. Where'd you go to school, Brandon? Well, elementary
2: was um, divided between Riverview, so I grew up in the East End, the 200 block of Douglas Street, mm-hmm. and uh, divided between Riverview School and King George School, um, and followed by uh, junior high was at Earl Hague, and high school was at uh, Neyland, so I'm a very proud <laughs> Spartan. I was uh, active in, uh, in sports there, and I guess in student government. I... Uh, was fortunate enough to be uh, class president in uh, grade 12 at uh, Neyland. So there are those that uh, uh, could see this mayor thing coming because I was uh, active in, in governance. Uh, 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 that, In fact, I think I was president of, of uh, my elementary school at Riverview. So I guess I was really getting started pretty early.
1: <laughs> That's wonderful that you had that support from such a young age and that fostered you... To keep growing within the political world of uh, Manitoba, it's very cool. Uh, what was your sport at Neyland? Uh I was involved
2: in uh, most things. Uh, uh, the, we uh, I was on the football team and we did win the uh, provincial championship uh, in that uh, in that era, and so pretty proud of that. But I did play basketball and volleyball uh, uh, as well. Uh, it wasn't through school, but I did uh, play a lot of. Uh, baseball. And oddly enough, for uh, uh, a kid from the prairies, uh, you naturally expect if you're uh, l- the least bit athletic or sports-minded that it would be hockey. But I didn't do as much hockey. I broke my nose when I first started uh, playing. And I mean, if most people will not find that surprising when you see the size of my nose. Uh, so I was about seven years old that I I uh, got it uh, broken playing uh, at East End Community Center, which sort of put me out for that season. And then I just sort of fell behind all the uh, people my age and, uh, you know, kind of lost interest. So the next year I kind of went to the Y and got involved in uh, s- stuff there. So not uh, much of a hockey player, but uh, been in, in, uh, involved in almost every other sport.
1: Very cool. Uh, sports sure have changed. They've evolved, haven't they? Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Exciting, and you still support them in the community. We we know that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we know you started getting involved with politics when you were just a wee one, but really, how did you get in politics and why?
2: Yeah, so I guess more formally, so I was say my first big boy job was uh, I was uh, – Uh, general manager of the Brandon Chamber of Commerce uh, and I I got that job when I was 21 years old so it was quite early in the things that were quite um, active in the community Mm -hmm. and so then as a result like the chamber you know had a continues to have a you know significant uh, connection to the to the city and uh, so I certainly you know got to know quite a bit about the the system and the procedures and so on and so forth uh, mm-hmm. uh, back then. And so that that probably, you know, kind of got me uh, started. And and just uh, as a result of that, you know, been very active in the community on boards and committees and so on and so forth. So <clears throat> it was probably then the natural progression to to run for council. So I I first ran for council in 1995 uh, mm-hmm. The, as the ward councillor uh, uh, in the ward that we live in, which is University Ward, okay. and, um, you know, won that election and then stayed on for three terms, which mm-hmm. is a total of uh, 11 years. Eight of those years, um, I was uh, fortunately uh, named the deputy mayor, so I had uh, gotten uh, obviously quite uh, active in this. And so after 11 years on, on council, I had sort of felt it was, you know, kind of time to move on, you know, let somebody else kind of come in. Uh, you know, I do believe that uh, orderly rotation, if you want to call it that, uh, uh, orderly turnover is, mm-hmm. is good for any organization. Mm-hmm. It just brings in new ideas and new energy and, and the like. And so I thought I'd kind of done my time, and it was time to retire from uh, um, um, city council, <coughs> which I did in 2006, and probably thought I was done from it, but then after eight years off, I um, I was encouraged to uh, consider running for mayor. So in in 2014, I I did uh, decide the time was uh, a, a good fit for for myself and my business, our family. Of course, it was a significant family decision to make, uh-huh. and uh, decided to to run for mayor in 2014, and I it was obviously successful, mm-hmm. and I'm just finishing up my second term as mayor.
1: Yeah, word on the street is that you are retiring. October 26th is the big day?
2: Yes, it is. And so, yeah, uh, whatever it is now, but uh, three or four weeks ago, I did uh, uh, make the announcement that uh, I was going to retire from uh, civic government and uh, for kind of a similar uh, reason that I, I, I do believe in a orderly uh, changeover and, and uh, fresh ideas and, and the like. And I'm, uh, I already stated what my age was. So at uh, <laughs> age 63, I do want to leave some gas in the tank to, uh, to do other things, uh, my wife and I and family and I. And my wife and I just became grandparents for the first time oh. last July. But our daughter and new granddaughter, they live in Kamloops, B.C. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my job is pretty confining here. Uh, You know, we would like to be back and forth uh, to see our granddaughter a little more often. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so certainly this next chapter... uh, in our life will will uh, give me for more flexibility to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's certainly in the plan.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, politics is for the entire family. It's not a one-person show, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah, and they've all been very supportive, and we've seen that over the years, so that's just fantastic. Um, uh, so you've been in since 2014 14 as the mayor. Let's talk about your moments of being a mayor. Since we're walking away here in October, let's start with the greatest mayor moment.
2: Yeah, that's a um, uh, one I'd, I'd have to give a, a lot of thought to. You know, obviously the pandemic is a, is a uh, what they call a great mayor moment, but but certainly it's it's been a, uh, quite a milestone. You know, I think that when you you know put your hand up to be um, a municipal leader. Um, you know, especially a mayor, you, you will anticipate that you're going to be uh, dealing with some emergencies. You know, especially in a, in a bigger community uh, the size of Brannon, you anticipate. Uh, uh, you know, we may be facing some floods. You may be facing some storms. You may be facing some fires. Those are likely to happen, and and the the type of leadership that you'll be expected to provide in in those kind of uh, emergencies. Um, and whatnot, but most people wouldn't anticipate that they were going to find themselves in a global pandemic and, you know, something uh, entirely different. And uh, there was not really any uh, and it's an overused term, you know, no playbook for this, uh, although there kind of is. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, So, again, you know, you you kind of found yourself in that. And, you know, it's been a very long and sustained uh, uh, response that uh, you know, we're we're not responding to every bit of it. Obviously, you know, most of it, you know, is is uh, in the hands of the health officials, and you know, we're we're you know very fortunate to have such you know very, you know, knowledgeable and and uh, dedicated people that have you know done their very best to to navigate us through this, and it's was up and down and and sideways and 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 the like. So that would be, you know, a pretty significant. Uh, Milestone in in this you know eight year uh, journey I've had, and I'll, I'll just take an aside when I say there's uh, no playbook, but <clears throat> but there kind of is. So we we do literally sort of have a playbook, like we have a we have an emergency uh, um, manual if you want to call it the brand and plan, which was created. Um, probably in excess of 20 years ago I'm trying to remember and Brandon had been selected by the federal government to, to do kind of a pilot project and some funding was provided to create a an emergency manual if you would uh, call it that with the with the uh, uh, with the aspiration that it could become an example to all other communities so we, we got to be the the kind of guinea pig but out of it we got to have this great plan. And in my previous term on council, I once attended a emergency management course in, in Ottawa and, uh, you know, uh, instructed by uh, uh, Emergency Preparedness Canada. And you get there, and the manual they're going to use, they hold it up, and it's the Brandon plan. I'm <laughs> like, oh, my God, was I ever proud. So <laughs> we have this plan. Now, it may not contemplate every... Uh, possible emergency and variation such as a pandemic but when you kind of get to know a bit about how to handle an, an emergency it it's a bit like the principles are are transferable to most any emergency so you just continue to follow those st- the same kind of um, principles of, of responding to a, uh, an emergency situation so to say there is no Playbook, uh, there kind of is.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So, so that was your greatest mayor moment. Going through those experiences, what was maybe your toughest mayor moment?
2: Well, I might have said be one and the same. I might have <laughs> provided that answer. Um, so I might even flip this around. So okay. some of my greatest uh, um, mayor moments. You know, and and I may have misunderstood you that that. Uh, mm-hmm. You might have, uh, maybe we'd call it the more enjoyable. uh, So, I uh, I do get to engage with with uh, all kinds of things. You know, all you know, like you could well imagine. You know, I'm invited to lots of things, and so uh, and uh, so some of the best of those are uh, getting invited to schools. So this this uh, podcast we're doing, of course, is on behalf of the library, and and. Uh, You know, we we want to promote uh, reading and the love of books and whatnot. So some of the things uh, I get invited to regularly in schools are the I Love to Read Month Mm -hmm. (coughs) and other things like that where teachers just uh, have me come into classrooms. So those are some of my very favorite um, Mm -hmm. moments, Mm -hmm. Uh, being with young people, reading uh, to young people, and then what follows is the question and answer which are just priceless, and and uh, <laughs> uh, the the teachers sometimes are just um, uh, very afraid, you know, that uh, yes, the, yeah. the questions, and sometimes embarrassed, uh, and yet nothing really embarrasses me. Like all the kids think, if you're the mayor, you're the richest person in town, that you're driving a limousine, and yes. you get all those kind of uh, questions. So those are some of my favorite, along with just a lot of the community events that I um, have the uh, fortune to attend, you know, a, a lot of uh, uh, cultural and ethnic events, you know, many times with, with uh, uh, groups of new Canadians. Those are fabulous. A lot of First Nations events, which are also uh, fabulous that, uh, you know, they've uh, – Um, you know, invited me into a lot of their ceremonies, and um, uh, some are extremely moving. I've been to ceremonies with respect to residential uh, burial sites, and uh, those are uh, uh, kind of a tough day, but a moving day, and I'm grateful that uh, they've uh, invited me to be part of that.
1: Yeah, you have had a lot of years in politics and you've helped write some history some for the books and uh, you should be proud and uh, there's a lot to say but are you gonna miss it these are questions yeah uh,
2: so naturally I will and and uh, you know but I, I look at it that any of us in in whatever uh, occupation, whatever voluntary capacity we might uh, provide, you know, that we're kind of temporary custodians of that Mm -hmm. thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And so the city of Browning, for example, was around for about 130 years before I came along and Uh obviously is going to be here for hundreds of years um, after I'm gone. Uh And and, uh, so, you know, I always look at it. all I can really do is, you know, I just kind of do the best I can mm-hmm. while I'm here, you know, while I'm custodian uh, of this thing. And, and again, it's not a one-person job anyway. So, you know, you're, you've got a great council. You know, our, our council has, has been a uh, one of the most collegial groups of people I've ever had the pleasure of working with and, and uh, kind of, a, I'd say, a hallmark of, of these last two terms. And, and – uh, Again, so I'll, I'll miss that, but I will also look forward to uh, just seeing it carrying on, and Absolutely. and I know it will. And uh, we've just got a lot of great people in this community that are doing so many things. And and probably the other thing uh, that you have the opportunity in in my position is I'm exposed to so many more things than than most people, and and. Uh, uh, I should have been keeping a, a book or a list of that because it would be mind-blowing to the average person to know, oh, I didn't know we had one of those. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was going on. I didn't know there was this little group that were uh, doing that. Mm-hmm. And so that will continue on. And and I'll uh, love to, to watch that. And, you know, I'll participate here and there uh, uh, like all our citizens do. And... Uh, as will my wife, you know, and I've been very uh, fortunate. My wife, Karen, is a very active uh, person in the community as well. Mm -hmm. She's on practically as many boards uh, right now as I am. And uh, so we're both very active in in our community. And, uh, you know, we we may have a few other personal matters, obviously, that we want to pay more uh, attention to for... A while, and mm-hmm. and uh, but we'll we'll still be very interested and uh, active as we can be.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're not going to let you go without a book recommendation.
2: <laughs> okay. So I did explain in, in advance that, uh, like, I would be lying to say you know well oh, i've got these books on the go because i do have to do a lot of you know reading in this job and i always have had for all the things i've had to do you know like just tons of articles and reports financial statements so on and so forth when we do a city budget i forget what it is it's like 800 pages <laughs> full of numbers that's not just for everybody but mm-hmm. uh, i i uh, am uh, uh accustomed to that to that sort of thing but i do uh enjoy getting involved uh with the kids. And so sometimes they asked me to bring my own book. So my favorite one to bring is Fox and Socks by Dr. Seuss. So I'm a big Fox and Socks guy. I could practically recite it without the book, but I, I won't, Um, you know, and (laughs) and others like that, green eggs and ham. I did take a a locally produced book that we uh, own that was, was uh, written by Betty Gibson and illustrated by, uh, Katie McDonald Denton, I think the book is called Little Quack. So one of my last uh, uh, readings with uh, one of the schools, I had a little quack and was able to say, hey. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I, I hope that's a little bit inspirational or aspirational to uh, to the young people in terms of – because I think when you're a kid, you just think that's somebody else. That's mm-hmm. it. I even, even like to kind of put myself like, like I'm just a kid from the East End and <laughs> – all right, so now I'm the mayor. So, I mean, this this can be any one of you. This could be any one of you writing this book or illustrating this book. Uh, you know, these two ladies are from uh, Brandon and uh, wrote a lovely book. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, Brandon is rich with culture and heritage, and you do bring a lot of that out with uh, being a mayor. You've definitely supported a lot of community groups and organizations. Thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks. Well, I, I, and I think that in this you, you kind of can't be a one trick pony and, and this will be maybe a little bit of a message for anybody. And, and we really are hoping that we get lots of people taking interest in the process. The The next election is October 26th, I think, as you mentioned. And, uh, uh, and, and let's not forget, it's not just city council. So it's for the office of mayor, it's for city councilors, also for school board, very yes, important yes. Uh, level as well. So it, we're hoping that lots of people are going to take interest in, and, in, uh, put their hand up to consider uh, running. But again, it, it's great to have, you know, a broad knowledge. Uh, we You know, we want uh, a broad diversity of people and uh, broad diversity of, of points of view that are on all these things. You know, we, we'd like an even, you know, greater diversity of, of, of people, both in, in gender diversity and, and uh, ethnic and cultural universe, uh, uh, diversity and and uh, First Nations. So again, I I think it is helpful when people come that have a a lot of interest in a lot of things, and uh, uh, in library terms, not somebody that only sticks to the fiction section of the library, you know, that they populate themselves throughout Mm -hmm. uh, every one of the stacks and and, uh, have that kind of, you know, broad knowledge and interest.
1: Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, we would like to thank you very much for joining us today on this uh, podcast. And I uh, definitely want to in- extend a very huge congratulations for all your years of uh, being mayor and all the o- other wonderful things that you've done for this community as well, not just in politics. Um, are there any words that you'd like to leave our listeners before we say goodbye?
2: Yeah, well, thank you very much for that. Uh, those generous comments. Obviously, it's been a Extreme honor and the biggest honor of my life to have been uh, uh, chosen by the citizens to, to be their mayor uh, uh, these last eight years and, and really just encourage people to uh, keep it going. You know, we, we are fortunate. We have a very, in my view, and you can well imagine, I've got a better uh, perspective than some people of kind of seeing what goes on. And from that, I could tell you that we've got a very sort of caring and loving community Uh, generous community that pitches in, and and so we're so rich of that. You know, we've been uh, buoyed up by the more recent waves of immigration, immigration that have, you know, really made our community a much, you know, richer uh, community as well. So, you know, I'm very... uh, optimistic about the future of our community and what it's going to look like and all the services and amenities that we have. And then I want to just kind of tail off for people to stay tuned about the library because, I mean, we're, <laughs> as uh, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, a lot of great conversations and aspirations right now for uh, new possibilities for uh, library, art gallery, museum complex uh, uh downtown and and uh so we would love all the feedback we can uh, get on that because it could be one of the most exciting things that uh, uh we embark on in in quite some time
1: Certainly pivotal for uh, the second-largest city in Manitoba, absolutely. Getting to be a part of that uh, is is wonderful. So once again, thank you, um, Mayor Rick Crest, for being a part of the Brandonite podcast. Have an awesome day.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Well, that concludes another episode of Brandonite's. Thank you to our guest, Rick Crest, and our interviewer, Michelle. We recorded their conversation in the sound booth at the Brandon Neighborhood Renewal Corporation's makerspace. Check out our past episodes and subscribe if you'd like to get notified about the next one. If you'd like to suggest a future guest for our podcast, send me an email at alex at wmrl.ca. Don't forget to visit us at one of our branches located in downtown Brandon at the Shopper's Mall or in Carberry, Glenborough, Hartney, and Nipahua. Check out our collection of books or our e-resources at wmrl.ca and see what we have going on for programs. Until next time, take care.